I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello and welcome back to the FPL Roundtable, the only fantasy Premier League podcast where we guarantee... That you'll learn something about fantasy, probably. I'm your host, Kevin DeVries. Joining me, as always, is my good friend and partner in crime, Rob Langevin. What's going on, Rob? What's going on, Kevin? What's going on, everybody at home or wherever they're listening to this in their car on the, the porcelain throne of fantasy goodness? Mm. Or in an That's, airplane. That's the beauty of podcasting. They can yeah. listen to it from anywhere. Anywhere. The the, the limits are endless, you know? <laughs> uh, but, you know, I, I make most of my good decisions on sitting on the porcelain Porcelain throne of fantasy goodness, like I said, mm. uh, most most people I know, you know, read a lot of fantasy there. So I mean, I know you know most most executive decisions are made when you're in a seated position, I guess. You know? Huh? Yep. <laughs> that was a that was a loose open, but fair enough. Yeah, sometimes people go to the bathroom and do stuff there. Um, also, don't it's inadvisable to use your phone when you're going to the bathroom. I know it's crazy. But it increases your likelihood of pink eye. So just be careful. Wash your hands, I guess. It's really the main thing. Wipe your phone off. Yeah. Uh, this is a weird start to the show. But Everybody's, everybody's phone is flagged. Automatically flagged. <laughs> yeah, it's not great. Um, But uh, we've had a lot happen. We've had two Premier League uh, match weeks in the last five days. We have another one coming up this weekend. So we have a lot to get to. Uh, so Rob... I know you said there were some things you wanted to get off your chest to start off with. What you got? Oh no, I was only I was only kidding. I don't I don't have nothing oh. to say. Any, no, I'm only kidding. But uh, oh. I mean I mean well, it's, it's, <laughs> no, it, there's some interesting things that happened this week. You know the uh, you know Hazard not playing, which we which uh, I don't know who called that. Somebody I listened was to it, called that. Was it was it Lob Rangevin? Was it me? Yeah, it was me. Um, yeah, but you know Hazard not playing blanked a lot. But you know what? It actually probably benefited a lot of people because look at what Chelsea did in the game. They only they only netted one, right? So yeah, a goal made on the subs bench, Fabregas and Williams. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it allowed everyone to bring in the Williams and a Bournemouth defender or someone who else who probably scored more than maybe Hazard would have in the one game Chelsea goal. So from that standpoint, everybody benefited from Hazard sitting, maybe. You know, because if he's on the pitch, it might have been he might have done something different. But who knows? But uh, from that standpoint, yeah, it's weird. Uh, Gundogan went down with an injury that looks very severe. Um, so I mean, anybody in ownership of him, I would probably look elsewise. Uh, you probably punted your season already if you still roster him. Um, yeah, I mean, there's some interesting things. You know, you know, only three forwards this week scored you know 11 or above points this week. It was Rondon on his Hatter, Ibrahimovic, and Origi. And then everyone else didn't score above five points from a forward standing point. So Kane, Costa, your fing- everybody's pointing a finger at anybody, you know, Benteke, Lukaku, you know, any of the big name guys all scored under five points. You know, basically they all got minutes points. That's it. 
So uh, yeah. from that, from that, I, it's interesting because you know the ownership of of Rondon was way down. I think he's in you know six six percent owned. Ibrahimovic is you know he fluctuates between twenty and thirty percent, and Origi is the is the is a darling right now. A lot of people are bringing him in at a at a pretty good clip right now. Fifty thousand in right now, and since yesterday's games, so Divac is getting some some fantasy love. Um, <clears throat> But yeah, I mean that's 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 what I saw. I mean, there's some other things. You you probably have a couple couple things. You could probably throw drop some good questions on me if you want. Yeah, I thought the Rondon thing was pretty crazy. Uh, you know, uh, we here at the podcast have loved Maddie Phillips for a very long time. Does get an assist. Uh, funnily enough, even though you had mentioned that Hazard or Acosta would likely miss this match, I had uh, intended to handcuff each other. I think I even mentioned on the show that I had done that. Uh, and then I made the fantasy noob mistake of not checking. Uh, I was sure I had done it, so I didn't check. So actually what ended up happening was Matty Phillips was my vice captain, um, which then worked out better than if it had been Costa uh, because he does get the assist. But um, Phillips and Rondon obviously both had very good matches as well as Chris Brunt. But things are about to get really, really rough for them. They face four of the top five defenses over the next five matches. So, like, I kind of got carried away, you know, started looking at Rondon, looking looking there. Even looking at Lalana, they also have a tough run coming up. Um, so, I guess, with so many matches coming so quickly, just kind of, you know, remember that, as we mentioned last week, you're going to have some players miss, which is going to make you even more thirsty for players on form and that are playing. Yep. But just, you know, you got to find a nice neutral balance there. Um, like I, for example, we'll talk about this more when we talk about our teams at the end. I had two empty spaces on my team this week, yeah, which happens. is awful, but it happens. And so you, you just need to know that that's possible and yeah. not freak out too much when it happens. Cause I saw a lot of people yesterday yeah, like it's losing why I, it's, their mind. It's why I preach having decent usable players on your bench. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Unfortunately for me, uh, I hadn't gotten to, uh, shipping out Austin yet. And Kingsley did not make an appearance, and then Leroy Fair didn't start. Uh, yeah. So it was it was not a great combo of things. But I uh, have already made some changes. But as I said, we'll not not trying to bury the lead. We'll get to that later. Um, as far as news, uh, my Trippier Davis call was incorrect, or as I said to you over text, I think just mistimed. I think that that's now what we'll see at the weekend. Uh, and you you talked to me about where was Harry Kane. It's an excellent point. He did look off the pace again. Second straight match in a row where that's been the case. And uh, I, I texted you before that match that I weirdly got a hunch that maybe Sun would get the start instead up front. Obviously, we did not see that. But that is another thing to keep an eye on. Because clearly, mm-hmm. Harry Kane needs a rest. Um, Sun did not get the start in this one after having been rested the previous week. So he is A-OK. Good to go. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I very much would not be surprised if he starts up front. Not saying it will happen, but just keep an eye on it. I'm sure a lot of people are looking for a big bounce back week from Kane. I'm just saying, you know, be be a little cautious. I'm not saying sell him or freak out or anything, but there's a chance that he he won't play at the weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, that's it for that. Do we have any price changes to go through? Yeah, there's there's tons. There's a lot went off last night because I think it incorporated oh, from sense. from the first day of. Because there was two days. It started from Tuesday, basically, is when when the price changes started going up. Because the week started on Tuesday. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah I mean, I could jump right into price changes if if you so choose, and, and I'll it. give some. So uh, the price ups, you know, basically the price ups, price downs is a is a market, you know, glimpse of what's going on in the transfer market, who's coming in, who's going out. Uh, so on the price ups, uh, Fraser Foster 
is is going up. Southampton's uh, an okay defensive team. They they they're not somebody you can bank on completely. I like them this week against Bournemouth. Uh, that game has zero zero written all over it. Um, to me, also on the ups on defense uh, for Southampton. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, uh, on the on the fence, uh, Charlie Daniels, Nathan Ake went up. Nathan Ake is becoming a very very usable usable commodity. I think that he's you know pushing Adam Smith way up the pitch, what is a, is a good idea for Bournemouth because I think think that he gives them a little bit more defensive on the wing if that if that makes any sense because Bournemouth they don't have the the offensive firepower that I think that they can they can compete with other teams but I think he's he's a good enough player that he he's not out of you know out of shape there for Bournemouth. Uh, also on the up is uh, the United man, uh, Phil Jones. Uh, he's, I think he's a bargain play. I think people are, are monopolizing on that. You know, he's 4.8 now, so he's the, the cheapest entry level uh, there. We did see uh, Eric Bailly come back and get re-injured. Uh, it'll be interesting to see the extent of that. I think it's just a knock, but with the quick turnaround, it may be somebody that if you're looking to bring a United defender, I would shy away from Eric Bailly because I, I don't think he, he, he features again. It's probably a Phil Jones definite game again. Uh, also, my favorite, Virgil van Dijk has gone up. Southampton defense, you know, people buy in in, in clusters. You know, a couple weeks ago it was Cedric. Now it's Virgil van Dijk. Um, for my money, he's probably one of the best center backs in all of Premier, in real football, not just fantasy. Um, <clears throat> on midfield, Chris Brunt, three assists in, two go- in his last two games. Um, you know, you can't get much better from a West Brom player anywhere not named uh, Rondon over the last couple games. I mean, he's basically giving you the effects of a midfielder at a defensive, you know, label. So that's some, definitely definitely somebody I would probably look at. I'd probably shy away from, you know, owning anybody else on the West Brom defense, you know, McCauley's and, you know, anybody like that that you're still rostering. I think Brunt is the guy that you want there because of his offensive involvement, uh, the amount of crosses he does, the 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 how he's involved in the buildup is is – Crucial for a defender, and I think he gives you that. It's basically he gives you basically Marcus Alonso type, uh, you know, status, but at a discounted West Brom price. Uh, through the midfield, Alexis has gone up. N- no duh, he's one of the best midfielders in in anything. Uh, Adam Lallana has gone up. He's on, he's been brought in 127,000 times, which is not unsuspected as to what just happened in the game. We just saw. Uh, also on the up, Christian Eriksen, he's very informed right now. So, you know, a lot of people bringing him with good reason because he's doing well. Spurs is playing well regardless of what Harry Kane does. Uh, and then also on last up is Divock Origi. Um, you know, people are, people are liking it because of his price tag and what he's doing. They're shying away from the other Liverpool players like Mane and Firmino because Origi is – getting the chances and converting them. So, you know, from that standpoint, he's got 50,000 transfers in. So can't really go wrong with having a Liverpool, you know, guy who is on point and on form. All right. So that handles the price ups. Moving on to the price downs. Uh, Loris carries the Liverpool defender, uh, gotten a little spat with uh, Jurgen. And uh, we saw Mignolet come in on the week on the game. So, you know, it remains to be seen if uh, they pass things up. Maybe he sends them like a like an edible arrangement. You know, to, to fix things and make all the make all the ills go away. Some nice friend but, flowers. But I, I wouldn't be looking in that direction anyway, unless you're like a stout Liverpool defender that, or and you need a goalkeeper there. Um, so yeah, I, they're not a fantasy you know viability for me. 
Uh, on the defensive downs, uh, Laurent Koscielny went down. No clean sheets for Arsenal in their last seven. And it's funny, he still remains in the top 10 scoring-wise for a defender. Uh, Ashley Williams went down. I think people were speculating that he wasn't going to do squat this weekend. And then he got a goal and basically saved everybody's week with the 11 points off the bench. Uh, Dayon Lovren went down. John Stones went down because he's completely garbage. Uh, Daryl Yamat went down because he's kind of injured and, and isn't really finding his place in the Watford defense form yet. On the midfielder downs, uh, Redmond is now below 6.0, which is completely shameful because I had high hopes for him coming into the season. Uh, Juan Mata, the United midfielder, is, is gone down. He's not showing anything fantasy-wise to be relevant there. Uh, Kevin De Bruyne went down. I think people were shifting around their their funds to probably you know bring in better assets because City hasn't really looked like the fantasy uh, juggernaut that we're accustomed to. Uh, you know, he costs a lot and the results aren't there. That usually is the first instinct for people to jump ship. Uh, Gundogan, which I mentioned before, he's injured. He's gone down. He's going to continue to go down probably until after Easter or maybe next year. Uh, Firmino has gone down. He's basically invisible again and didn't contribute to anything that Liverpool did. Uh, Pedro has gone down for Chelsea. Um, it looks like he's, you know, being, you know, weaned out of the offense there, you know, with William playing, Sesk playing, uh, and that's a, a bad thing for Nemanja Magic as well. Uh, and then Aguero has gone down again. The Sergio Aguero update is he's down to 12.8, and he's still, and he's still owned in 18.8% of leagues, which is a surprisingly larger number than I assumed. Uh, he comes back in two weeks. So, you know, the scramble starts now to try to figure out if you're going to bring him in. To, to transfer out pieces to get the uh, you know affordable funds to get in there but the good thing is you know he'll probably go down once or twice one probably one more time so you're a little bit closer if you want to move from from Harry Kane or you know somewhere somewhere else to diversify your funds to get him back into your strike force um, yeah so those are the price ups and price downs there's nobody really really surprising there that's you know that's like you're shaking your head at that was brought in is and you're like wow I can't he he went up because everybody everybody that's gone up is on, is pretty much on form the Bournemouth defenders are a good call they have some struggle they struggle defensively but they're not awful because but they all contribute offensively as well uh, Alexis is no surprise he's he's the most owned player I believe right now um, Lalana is super in form and and getting a lot of Liverpool love I think more players play this game that are Liverpool supporters than any other team. Uh, Matty Phillips has got another assist, so he deserves to go up. And Divac Origi is is lumping onto the Lana love and the Liverpool factor, I think, because I think 2.5 million of Liverpool players or supporters play this game, and like I said, it's more than any other any other team. Yeah. But yeah, so that's the price ups and price downs. It gets a good little you know share of the market. What's going down? What's going up? And who who you should maybe be tempted to buy or not buy, depending on how differential you want to be. Yeah, uh, I have a kind of put you on the spot question. I'll mention mine first so it buys you a little bit of time. Um, but one of the super huge values about price ups and price downs is about getting the most value out of your squad as possible. So mm-hmm. I right now, Rob and I have talked, we, we've both had struggles this season more than anticipated uh, based on our early season calls. Like I thought Chelsea were going to turn it around. And so with that, I heavily backed Willian and Fabregas. Uh, whoops, right concept, wrong players. Um, but... Because, you know, you watch all of the uh, price ups and downs, you get higher value than 100. So right now, I'm on 102.7 in terms of squad value. And I got to imagine people higher up the table are even higher. Do you know what uh, that's looking like for the top guys? 
Uh, I, I believe they're all over 104 to one. They're probably Jeez, in the 104 to 105 range because there's been a lot of fluctuation to begin the year because uh-huh. of injuries and, and suspensions and, and stuff like that. So um, there's there's guys who who completely corner the market on price rises and, you know, and benefit their team with the with the one ups and one you know before the prices go up and down, and that benefits you a lot because it, when when you need to transfer people in, you'll have a little bit extra funds. It, it helps you more for the double game weeks and later in the season. Yeah, if anybody's because, truly on one hundred and five, that's literally a whole extra player. Yeah, it's ba- yeah, it's basically a, a cheap defender entry into your thing. So I mean, paying attention to the market share is very important. I mean, is it is it like the end all be all? Absolutely not. You basically just need to be. You need to be average. I think the average. I I remember reading on on. Uh, I think it was Fantasy Football Fix or one of the other sites that uh, you know drops good knowledge on uh, the the price and rosters and salaries. Uh, I believe the, I believe the average for the top one thousand is one hundred three point seven or one hundred three point nine. I can't remember completely. Oh, so I'm kind of garbage. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, don't, those are also the top one thousand players. These are the guys who you know don't have regular jobs, sit in front of the computer all day and wait to the last minute. No, I'm kidding. But, but they, you know, they, they, they're in, they're in the know and have their thumb on the market. So they, they bring in people because it, it behooves their roster later in the season to basically have a basically free player. Um, yeah. So, I mean, it's not a bad thing. It's not a good thing. I mean, you just need to be average. You don't need to be above average. But if you're, if your team is probably middling right about, if you don't have plus 1 million in your, on your team oh, right now, yeah. you need, you need to be paying more attention. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, the, the point of that was just, you know, this isn't just a weird ritual we go through. Like, there's a very important reason um, why price changes can be so important for your week uh, and for your overall rank come the end of the season. Um, all right. Uh, well, I, I just wanted to bring up something quickly for you. And uh, it's the death of the 5.0 midfielder. We've seen so many come and go this season. Um, it started with Kapu, obviously. And then there was Matic for a little bit. There was Joe Allen for a little bit. There was Leroy Fair for a little bit. All of them kind of off the pace now. Fair the worst because he hasn't even been playing the last two matches. Uh, do you think people that, that still have those guys should upshift or downshift to a price dump guy? Well, I mean, definitely not that right now. <laughs> Actually, with the, with the winter fixtures and everything, you can't really afford to have just a, a zero sitting on your bench. But mm-hmm. how, how do you think people should approach... Because a lot of them are still very highly owned. I think uh, I saw that Kapu is still like the second most owned midfielder. Well, yeah. how would you advise those people? Yeah. Um, listen, if, you, if you're owning Kapu, there's a reason you're owning Kapu at 5.0. He's owned in 37% of leagues. So that's a that's a good chunk with four with 4.3 million players. You mm. know, that's 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 a big number. That's like 1.8 million people are still owning Kapu at 5.0. But there's a reason they're owning him because they want to squeeze the, the more viable, you know, heavy hitters. They want the Sanchez's. They want the Ericsson's. They want the Sigurdsson's. They want the Cesar's. You know, by by owning a Kapu at 5.0, it allows you to own Sanchez and Hazard on the same team. It allows you to probably have another 9.0 midfielder as well because he, he gives you the value there. And he's not a complete blank either. I mean, he plays every game. I mean, yeah, he fluctuates with goals and, and involvement in the in the game. And Watford is not the most offensive team. But he, they give you the value. So I can understand why people still use him. I don't personally use him. I'd probably rather invest the you know additional 0.5 or 0.6 in on a Wilfred Zaha or Matt Phillips, you know, or another six if you're a, a still a, a you know a Snodgrass supporter at 5.6. Yeah. <clears throat> you know, Joe Allen has looked a little off the off the pace right now, and he's been, not been very involved in the, the buildup. Yeah, exactly. And he's he's five dot two. 
Um, you know, there was probably three or four weeks where Joe Allen was nailed on by pretty much almost everybody's team. And, you know, and his ownership now ref- is reflecting that because it's trickling downwards and he's, he still owns in 12.2% of leagues, which is funny because that's that's more than Matt Phillips has owned at 7.9%. percent has been a monster. Like, I know we keep joking about how we called it, but seriously, he has been – I really wish there there was a way that I could check this. But you got to imagine that over the last five matches, he's been a top yeah. 10 player overall. Oh, absolutely. He's at 5.5. Yeah, over the last five, three goals and four assists has just been absolutely balling. He got the bonus in three of those matches. Yeah. So, t- three, he, three, and two. So, not like small bonuses either. Yeah, he's been the he's been the star for the West Brown team until Rondon just went Mad Hatter. And, yeah. you know, I mean, listen, I, I'm, not, I'm not a proponent of, you know, making fun of anyone's roster because there's a reason that they, they roster people. You know, if, if like I said, if they own Kapu at 5.0, it's because they're squeezing another per- person in. They probably have an, another higher-priced defender than everybody else does. They probably have a, 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 a huge investment on their defense. They probably have Alonzo and or Cesar Azpilicueta and, some, and a Spurs defender and someone else in there because it allows you to have extra money allotted to other positions. So it, I can see by doing it, and by the death of it, it, there's strategy in it. It's not a complete death of it. Maybe it's like a, you know the, he's on life. It's a life support thing, maybe. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, it, to each their own in this game. You know, there's there's a, you know there's so many different ways you can roster your your 15 man team, and there's no nailed on way to do it. You know, just the, just because the guys who have more points than you are getting better and doing you know getting luckier at the right times and bringing in the right players at the right times doesn't make them right or wrong. It just means that you know they're doing it at the right times. So I mean, it's all about you know situation and, and doing things the way that you think. It's just, this is all a gut you know common sense thing. Fantasy is a common sense thing. You know, yeah, there's stats and there's predictability and stuff like that, but you know, use your common sense. So if yeah. common sense tells you that you want a five dot Okapu because it, your team looks better on paper when he's the first sub and you never use him because you have three usable strikers above him, then fine, I'm I'm all for it. Yeah, fair enough. All right, well, uh, I think we don't have commercials running in the U.S. right now, but we should still take a pause in case. Pause. And just breathe and stop. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hammer time. Now we're back. Uh, we'll jump into starts and sits now for you lovely folks there at home. Or as we mentioned at the top of the show, you could be anywhere. I don't know why we always limit it to home. Mm-hmm. You, could, you could be mountain climbing. You could be anywhere that a phone and headphone combo can be. You can be at the circus. So unless you're on an iPhone 7 and on low battery, you're hearing this 
<laughs> right now. Um, but uh, so for me, for start, I actually have to give Rob a little bit of credit, which I think uh, actually pains me physically. But um, <laughs> from our uh, last DFS video, you mentioned Andy Carroll. Um, and I think that's a very good shout in the official game now. After a long injury layoff, uh, he seems back and ready to roll finish with the second most shot attempts in match week 16 with six. Uh, he didn't end up scoring, which was disappointing, but there were some excellent chances there and has uh, excellent matches coming up against Hull. You know, league's worst defense conceding two plus goals in half their fixtures this season, etc. And Swansea with the second worst defense in the league and conceded three plus in three of their last five. So these are some very good matches. Billich came out and mentioned how big a part Carroll plays and what they do. Um, so, you know, the manager's backing him. The matchups look good. He did have a lot of shots in this match, so I definitely like him. Uh, Divac Origi, I have to mention, because I always make it a point to mention the people that I brought in. Uh, I did buy Origi, 4-4 four and four now. Uh, and Everton have been leaky on their own and are now going to be without Jagielka, who's suspended for picking up a, a double yellow uh, in that last match. Uh, but I will say it's worth noting that Liverpool, four top ten defenses in their next five matches. So Rob's point is that they're probably going to score anyway, but just, you know, temper expectations is all I'm saying. I'm not saying sell Liverpool players because the matchups are rough. Just, you know, don't expect too much. Um, then Costa, because uh, he's only blanked three times this season, and there's no way he's going to do it twice in a row. Um, so if you have him and we're frustrated, again, just kind of sit still. Uh, with midfield, you already talked about him a little bit, but Christian Eriksen at 8.5. Um, <laughs> this quote isn't as awesome when you try to bleep it, um, but a friend texted me after this match that Eriksen is in FU mode, which I thought was uh, very true. Just when Eriksen hits form like this, you just got to hop on and, and ride it. Although, as I was talking with Rob uh, before we started recording, with Ericsson, you just need to know when to pull the trigger because it is very streaky. And once it starts trending downwards, it can be downwards for a while. Um, but for now, he's obviously tearing things up. Five goals, two assists in his last five matches uh, and is now a top five midfielder in the official game at the moment. Uh, he is very streaky, as I mentioned, so just kind of be careful. But this week, uh, match week 17, it's Burnley. They're uh, averaging over two conceded goals over their last five matches, unsurprisingly. Uh, like Tottenham in this one. Uh, then for, uh, oh, also, uh, mini shout out for Stoke midfielders. Um, just because they're going to be playing Leicester, who still have the worst away defensive record in the Premier League. And the only reason it's not a Stoke forward is because I cannot, in good conscience, endorse John Walters. I just can't. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> for, uh, defenders, uh, you already mentioned, uh, Bournemouth. They finally kept a clean sheet, and Southampton, as we predicted, are struggling without the presence of Austin. I like both sides. I think your nil-nil shout is an excellent one. We already saw it from Stoke this week. Or, sorry, uh, Southampton and Stoke this week. Wouldn't be surprised if we see it from Bournemouth and Southampton this week. Um, so do like both sides of that defensive thing. And we, we inquired about West Ham last week, uh, and I think that can stay as well. They also pick up a clean sheet, now facing Hall, who have the worst shot accuracy and the fewest chances created in the Premier League. Um, so do like that. <laughs> I have a, another question for you. Mm -hmm. I rode that Cedric Hot train. Now he's missed two matches in a row. I can't advise people drop him because now he's like definitely going to start an assist at the weekend. What, what do you do? Are you just stuck? Would you be willing to pay the extra for Van Dyke if you had the money? Uh, how, how would you approach running uh, Cedric at the moment? 
Yeah, well, I mean, I think we he came up and he he found out we found out that he was sick over this past the past two games. I, I that's the only reason I can think that he didn't play. Uh, but yeah, I mean, if you have the money, it sucks to, to change your defense very often, and especially if you just brought in Cedric a couple of weeks ago to monopolize and on coming back. The same team, but Southampton are you know, pick right now. You know, I hate I hate making changes on defense unless it's for to bring in an elite guy that you need to keep pace with, like a Chelsea defender or a Spurs defender. Uh, you know. Southampton's mostly the the second tier, you know, defender guys that you're looking at, probably on the same level as Bournemouth, you know, and and maybe somebody offensive like Chris Brunt. I think Chris Brunt's probably on that second level by himself, and the rest of rest of West Brom's, you know, probably on the third tier because um, they like to break our hearts. Um, but yeah, I mean, if if you have Cedric in, you kind of have to you know sit it out and wait and hope that you have three better options this week just in case, you know. Uh, but yeah, you're you're committed to a Southampton defender. If you brought Cedric in, keep him. Don't don't jump up and go to another one and, and go to Virgil Van Dijk. That doesn't make any sense. Um. Yeah. No, I completely agree with you there. So uh, now that you're already dropping knowledge, you may as well just keep on going into your starts and sits. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, I like going opposite of you. I'll start on defense. Uh, you mentioned West Ham. Uh, I'm going to narrow it down. I'll pick Aaron Cresswell. Uh, last year, he basically was a top eight to ten defender. Uh, this year, you know, he's just getting back into form. Uh, he's po- owned in 0.4 percent of leagues. His price is 5.3. He's not the cheapest option there, but I like history. History get, tells you a lot about a player. Uh, you know, West Ham got a clean sheet the last game. They have four clean sheets all year. And guess what, Kev? They're at home this week. And where do they have where do they have three of the clean sheets? Is it at, at home? Hey, absolutely. Are, are they the uh, genie when them of defense? Oh, I'll, I'll got a better one for a genie when when all oh, that later snap. when we go into sits. Uh, through midfield, uh, I'm going to go with a with a bigger name here that just doesn't have the ownership of everyone. You know, he's he's got a biggest name. He's got com- commercials. He's got an expression. He dabs a lot. I'm going with Paul Pogba at 8.2. Um, he's owned in 8.5% of leagues. He's playing more advanced, which I like. He's being involved a little bit more, which I like. Uh, he had a goal and assist against West Brom, but West Brom, uh, you know, oh, he's playing West Brom this week. I apologize. Mm. And they are just leaky. I know it comes usually at the 80th plus minute, but they are just leaky. Uh, I think he probably gets on the tally sheet again this week. Uh, probably links up maybe with Ebra or tally in the Tally me Bert. banana? Tally me banana. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Harry, Bella, Harry, B- Harry Belafonte. Hey. There you go. And uh, his next three, West Brom, Sunderland, and Middlesbrough. They, that's, pr- that's pretty good. Uh, I know his price tag is you know basically into the the Ericsson, above Lalana, Sigurdsson range. You know, But you know if, if he gets hot... And he gets involved, and United starts scoring. I mean, their, their next upcoming fixtures are, are, like I said, West Brom, Sunderland, Middlesbrough. And they have two of those are home. So you know, it could he could be a factor in the next, you know, up to up to New Year's for fantasy. Uh, and on forward, I wish these teams had a better option, but only only one real option is is probably the best one out of the two teams. I'm I'm looking at the City Arsenal fixture. You know, Ian Nacho jumps out at this, and people are panicking because you know he didn't do much again, but. City and Arsenal in the last three fixtures combined for those two the two teams have 15 goals in the three games wow. combined. Um, I wish there was a better a forward stat, option. Man. I wish there was a better option for for the teams to have a forward there. But uh, Ianacho is the call. Um, you know, if if you want to live dangerously and maybe maybe pick Giroud, sure. But I don't think he, you know Giroud is kind of not in the I'm um, starting from the opening whistle kind of guy right now. So um, yeah, anybody from the City Arsenal, fifteen goals in, in three games. That's that's pretty. That's good enough for me that there's going to be goals in this game. Arsenal hasn't kept a clean in seven games. Uh, City looks all sixes and sevens in the back. They can't get a 
can't get a good group together. You know, I'm not I'm not counting Pablo Zabaleta and his and his goal for for Christ's sake. It was his birthday, maybe, or was that a Christmas present? Mm. Uh, but yeah, so anybody from that fixture, and then uh, moving on to sits. Uh, you, you said the G- the Genie Wijnaldum effect. Um, <laughs> I got a good one here. Anybody on Leicester's defense? Because you know why? They're not at home this week. They're oh, away. They're the worst. They're literally the worst. That isn't even hyperbole. Yep. They're literally have, the worst away from home. I have I have a great stat for you. It's week 17. That means there's 16 game weeks. That's four defend. They play four defenders. That's 64 possible games where they could have scored points from defenders. Mm-hmm. They have zero games above the minimum two points from what? defenders on the road. On the road, zero. Oh my zero. god! <laughs> they're over. They're over sixty-four. Well, you know, half those games are you know on our home, but they've had I think it's seven or eight, uh, seven road games. So they've had those games have been blanked, and all you get is minute bonus from a Leicester defender on the road. That's so insane. I'm sitting less. I'm sitting Leicester defenders uh, at home uh, on the road at Stoke. I think the Potters do some stuff to them. Just even if they score one, it, it you know tips your apple cart there. So lesser defenders, no thank you. Uh, through the midfield, um, I'm I'm pulling this up because I watched a lot. Of, I watched the Sunderland game on replay uh, this morning, and I just threw him in here because uh, I didn't like what I saw. I think uh, Gilfie Sigurdsson basically pulled a Roberto Firmino and basically went invisible last week. Uh, he's he's usually involved in a lot of the build up, a lot of the play, and I didn't see anything that I liked or anything that I think I could see. You know. Past the getting passing this fixture against Middlesbrough. Middlesbrough likes to swallow up the middle of the field, and they have very athletic defenders who can defend. Uh, Sigurdsson is playing on a Swansea team that they are very inconsistent scoring. I mean, look at look at their last five games. Just look at their the goal totals in the games. It goes up and down. It's like a roller coaster. Hmm. Uh, and on forward, this one's not going to make Kevin happy. But I did not, I did not, I did not like what Harry Kane I saw from Harry Kane. Yeah. Um, like Kevin said, he he does maybe need a rest. Maybe he's just you know being manned up and taken out of play. But I, I found it interesting that uh, you know Spurs have 27 shots on goal in the last two games, and he has and he has two. Yeah. So it's an interesting stat from somebody who was basically the the universal captain last week or the most popular captain choice going against Hull, and he and he blanked. That's two blanks in a row for for Harry Kane. Uh, I'm not a believer. I think you have to hold on to him for one more week. Uh, yeah. You know, if you own him, you're not you're not going to sit him. But you know, against Burnley, you know, expectations aside, let's let's hope he scores because if not, he's going to be rapidly transferred out with the incoming uh, Sergio Aguero return the week after. So, yeah. especially uh, if he doesn't start, which again, yeah. I would not be surprised by. Yeah, I mean, it, let's put it this way: he's owned, he's owned a lot, and you can't not you can't not play him. He, he's he's his price commitment to him is is above, over. You know, is you're using like ten percent of your roster for for Harry Kane, so you can't not play one player because you think he's not in form against a bad team. So I mean, you know, Harry Kane's my sit, but you wouldn't normally sit him. I'm just saying, don't expect too much. Yeah. Uh, absolutely agree with you there. Uh, for my sat forward, it's another guy that's very highly owned. Uh, Christian Benteke failed to put a single shot on target this week against United. Now he gets to go up against Chelsea, who have the joint best defense in the league. Uh, but, kind of like the Kane thing, I do mean sit, not drop. After this match, Crystal Palace have just three top ten defenses to face before March. So uh, I'm, I'm, I'm willing to ride or die with Benteke long term, but this match... Oh man, it's not great. Um, then, but this is assuming that you have a decent bench. Otherwise, again, like Rob was saying, you'd have to start him just 
Ooh, man, temper those expectations real hard. Um, in midfield, uh, it's Firmino. Last week I asked the question about Firmino. This week I committed, uh, three straight, or sorry, five straight blanks from him and everyone performing so well around him. I think it's just painful for him or painful to own him. I shifted to Ericsson myself, feel much better about it. As I mentioned with Lalana, four top 10 defenses and five for Liverpool on the horizon. Uh, as far as defenses, yeah, yeah, already mentioned Lester, which is my, Holy crap, big one, although you had a much better stat to back it up. Uh, I don't particularly like uh, the look of Manchester City against Arsenal this week. They've looked really bad ever since Fernandinho and um, Aguero have been out, although that one's obviously to a lesser extent. But they do manage to keep a clean sheet last week, but I am not super convinced by that. I think Arsenal will definitely get on the score sheet here. Uh, and then uh, Liverpool versus Everton and the Merseyside Derby on Monday. I just think both sides are going to get on the score sheet. I liked the idea, I thought Liverpool were kind of trending down and Everton were kind of trending up after the Arsenal match, but Everton going to be without Jagielka. Uh, Liverpool just kept a clean sheet and scored three after I thought they were going to start to struggle. Um, so, all in all, those those four, City, Leicester, Liverpool, Everton, uh, no thanks. Uh, is is the Jagielka thing really a bad thing? I mean, <laughs> I mean, he brings a stability to their... Mm. I, I'd say yes, because Funes Mori is a nutcase. Yeah, but Jackie Oak is not very, he's not very good. Eh, yeah, I, I, I think he's better than you're giving credit for, but I'm not saying he's good. <laughs> I just think him not being there might hurt. Although I will say that his lack of pace uh, hurts him. Although, didn't he score like a ridiculous goal against Liverpool? When was that? Listeners at home, how many years ago was that? I just had a random flashback of him hitting like a winner or an equalizer against Liverpool. It was like, wow, holy crap. Um, all right, uh, but uh, from there, we can move on to our teams. Uh, so, Rob, I already basically said everything that I did, but what did you do this week? Uh, I went crazy this morning, and I was sick of looking at certain things, and I didn't like certain trends that I was seeing. So um, I had two free transfers in the bank, so um, I made two. papers? Yeah, I had to flip <laughs> over my page. I got a lot of notes this week. So, you know, I uh, – I basically made three transfers. I had two free. Um, I got rid of, I transferred out Sigurdsson, Eden Hazard, and Gareth McCauley. And I'm falling on the, falling on the sword of, of being a lemming and bringing in a lot of most popular guys that are being transferred in. I've brought in Adam Lallana, Christian Eriksen, and Marcus Alonso. Uh, I've been trying to get Alonso into my team. So if this is the cost of it, it's, I'm not that, I'm not that, uh, you know, hurt by it because he's a definite upgrade over McCauley. Uh, I think if Ericsson basically does what Hazard does for the next few weeks, then that's perfectly fine for me because I can easily just go back to Hazard because, you know, I have a little money left over that I can just go back there. And Sigurdsson and Alana. that money to get back up to Aguero? I have, I have money. I, I, I'm going to get into that in a second, Kevin. Okay. Stop rushing me. Oh my God. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So. So uh, Sigurdsson and Lallana, I, I think, is a wash, but I'd rather have a player on a team that scores more consistently than a, than a player that is reliant on him scoring to do anything. Uh, so that's why I like Lallana over Sigurdsson. I'm not completely running away from Sigurdsson because my plan is for the next week to, to transfer out Harry Kane because I don't like his upcoming fixtures after that. If he doesn't show me much, I don't have any use for his 11.0 price tag. And then dropping him with... Uh, one of my cheaper midfielders, Phillips or Zaha. It'll be a tough call because I love them both. And then going to Origi, Origi and, and Sigurdsson, that would allow me to have a little bit more money for the following week after that, which would bring you know bring you to the Aguero bring-in, which is basically going to be a max a mass you know you know grouping towards everyone bringing in Aguero. 
Um, so yeah, I'm I'm trying to plan it that I can bring in Aguero, you know, in week 19. So just like everybody else, so I can stay up with the lemmings. But uh, I, I like the move I made. You know, I I was looking at it for like 15, 20 minutes. You know, Sigurdsson to Lana, Hazard to Eriksson. I mean, am I really, really losing that much besides people being enamored with Hazard doing stuff? Probably not. Is Sigurdsson that much better than either Lalana or Eriksson? Probably not. You know, Lalana's team's going to score more than than Swansea, and Eriksson's going to score more than, than Sigurdsson. So yeah. combined, I think it's basically like you're trading a big name with a lesser name price tag for two for two guys in form and doing stuff. That's that's the way I look at it. And the and the bonus is I get a Chelsea defender who's you you really can't go wrong right now because they you know they're ten in a row eight clean sheets in that time so um, yeah. from from my point I, I my standpoint I think it benefits me I didn't end the week very well last week because you know I didn't I didn't have a bench option to come in to save my save my week like everybody else um, because I had Williams buried as my third third uh, transfer <laughs> in um, but yeah so that's my team right that's that's what I'm doing this week you know. Um, I'm happy. We'll see what happens. I'm happy for it now. But I'm I'm never shy to take a minus because I I don't care. Yeah. It, you know what? I'm not chasing the number one players right now. I'm chasing people in my middle my my you know your mini leagues. Yeah. You know that's where your money is. You know you're playing in money leagues for money. A lot of a lot of people do that. So yeah. that's what I'm doing. I mean, I'm not promote I'm not promoting gambling or anything. But you know everybody has a league with their lads that they play for fun, and then they have they have a league with their lads that they play for you know for dough for stakes. You know, um, so yeah. I mean, I'm Actual trying to states. I'm trying to keep up and catch people who I'm trying to be different than the people who are ahead of me. So yeah, fair enough. Um, yeah, my team also was uh, it got off to such a good start, Rob. I had 21 points off of three players on Tuesday. It was looking so good. Smith, Coleman, and Sanchez. I was like, this is gonna be this is gonna be a really great week. Uh, and then I only managed uh, 27 points from the rest of everyone combined. Ended hmm. on 48, which was exactly average, but. Considering I had two zeros on the board with Hazard and Fair, uh, I feel like I got off easy. I really do. Um, 48 being the average, you do that anytime you can with two missing players. Obviously, I have adjusted since to make sure that I have a full uh, accompaniment of players this week. Lloris got me the clean sheet, which is nice after he had been kind of iffy for a while. Um, but Firmino was just so tragic. Like I said, I switched him out for Ericsson already. But I agree that you have to have a Liverpool share. Uh, instead of going Lalana, just because there's a lot of flux in that midfield, I'm going to go with Origi, who just looks devastating, really. He, he looks so, so good. Maybe a last-year Rashford, maybe a two-years-ago Kane. Mm-hmm. Um, where just the way he's bursting on the scene has been incredible. Like To the point where I think a now healthy Liverpool side will keep Origi in it. I, mm-hmm. I think it's very hard for them to take him out at the moment. Um, but anyway, so yeah, those were my moves. I moved out Austin to bring Origi in. So those, I've, I've switched between Origi and Origi like six times in this episode, and I'm sorry. I just yeah. realized I have no idea what's actually you like. Right. You like the soft G or the hard G? Uh, Origi. I don't know. Yeah, I, uh, Origi, Origi. I think Origi is more pleasing to say. Yeah, I, I like the, the, the J sounding G. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> anyway. Uh, yeah, so I did, I did make those two moves. Hopefully I'll be set up, uh, pretty well for this week. Uh, but we'll see. Uh, but now it's time for captain things. Obviously there was some weird Chelsea stuff, but they're playing Crystal Palace. I personally have it on Costa at the moment. Although Ericsson versus Burnley, you know, if you burn one of your, your, uh, substitutions to bring in a player, you tend to believe in them. Otherwise you wouldn't have brought them in. 
It's 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 raising my eyebrow. I'll mm-hmm. definitely say that. Erickson against Burnley. Who you got? Um, you know, I, I mentioned the 15 goals in three games for the Arsenal City match. Alexis Sanchez is getting the hour right now for me. Uh, Diego Costa is not a bad shout. Crystal Palace likes to ship goals in multiples. <laughs> Uh, I'm not. I'm not putting on Harry Kane. I don't care what what he does. Uh, somebody else can make that mistake again because I did it last week. Uh, but yeah, right now if I had to put it on somebody, it'd be Alexis Sanchez. Um, Casa would be the probably the B. And then if I wanted to be completely different, I maybe I may may go to like uh, a, a Christian Eriksen as a completely you know obtuse selection. Yeah, agree with you there. Uh, and I guess, you know, we don't really have a whole lot of nonsense. We've done two episodes this week, so we aren't married to getting you a full hour. Um, but we, we packed as much information into this as we could. Uh, just a heads up, there won't actually be matches next weekend. They're actually the Monday, which is Boxing Day. So I'm not sure when we're going to record next week. I assume that uh, we will. Just not sure when it'll happen, but we'll, we'll try to announce that on our Twitters uh, to let you know when to keep an eye out for that. And then there's going to be another set of those, like, <laughs> three match days and ten days periods. So yeah. uh, well, you, get, we'll, you got games Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and then Saturday, Sunday, Monday or Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Right, and then also, well, I, I forget exactly what it is, but yeah, there's, there's. Oh, you know what? I can look at it right here. Uh, That's so, it. I just told you it's Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and then Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and then also Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and then Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Yep. Oh my gosh, there is not okay. There's not the there's 29th. Not the 29th, if I'm looking at this right, is the only day without matches in between Boxing Day and the 4th of January, which is Spurs-Chelsea. Mm-hmm. Yep. Wow. That's awesome. That's, That's awesome. That's not awesome. That is a nightmare wrenched from my horrendous dreams. Well, um, you can only do you can only give so much back to the people, Kevin. You can't give them every week. I so, know. There's going to be there, there's probably going to be a lumping of these shows. I apologize. We can't be original and do every, you know, we do have lives. I hate to break the news. Guys, but <laughs> That's like when you find out your teachers don't live at school. Oh, wait, like, wait. Oh, I, I, let it. me rephrase that. I have a life. <laughs> I have a life. Harsh, harsh. Um, yeah. <laughs> but not, not inaccurate. Uh, yeah, so there's going to be loads of matches. We'll try to record at times that make sense. Um, but good luck to us. Uh, and good luck to you. Uh, this week, like I said, we'll, we'll let you know when we're doing more stuff, but in the interim, Rob, where can they get at you? You can find me on, on Twitter at Smokey underscore Loogie, or you can find my writings and stylings on Razzball.com. Yep, and I'm your other host at Kevin De- Wait, that's not true. I am Kevin DeVries at Kevin De- Oh my gosh. <laughs> All right. Yeah, and I am your other host, Kevin DeVries, at Kevroff on Twitter. Uh, obviously, we're on this show. You can find it at EPL Roundtable, but you're already listening to this. You figured it out. Um, also, I write for TheEaglesBeak.com. Uh, you can also watch our DFS videos at VIPBet.com. Some of them are on YouTube now, so uh, if it, you fancy that, go over there and give us some likes or comments or whatever. Um, and then uh, these all come out on OnSportsTalk.com, so be sure to check them out as well. All right, thank you guys so much for listening. We'll be back sometime next week talking more fantasy for your ear holes. We'll see you then. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot maybe your new best friend. 
but what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at uh1.com.